This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. And uh, we have three guests. One is Justin Fox. <laughs> I'm eating spaghetti. Uh, one's Brian Hall. I'm down here in the Texas. And one is John Nathan. <laughs> Close on. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where you hit start on the record and how much of this will come back to bite me. None of that will come back to bite you. <laughs> all of it. Some of it all will come back it. to bite you. They'll just nibble you to death, that's all. No big deal. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, supposedly we had a subject or something, but... Uh, I like talking about things. We kind of talk about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, video games. The games. Mm. It is a theology gaming podcast. Yeah, right? Ooh. Right? Okay. okay. Uh, Brian, what have you been playing? Ah, oh, Race the Sun. I played Race the Sun all weekend. It came out this uh, month for free for all uh, PlayStation Plus users. And Ew. I've been playing constantly. It, it has this terrible hook. It reminds me of Temple Run just a little bit, where you just kind of keep playing it over and over and over and over. And, and I think I'm at level 18 out of 25, and I just keep playing. I've heard people describe it. It has that same kind of relaxing effect that uh, the, the, the that game company games had, like Journey and Flower. Yeah, until so, you blow you, up. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have that same kind of sense of just? It's a game you can just veg out to. You can just sit back and relax. And in the totally words of John out. Lennon, uh, you know, now you just made it completely. I know. Relax your mind and float downstream. It's one of those types of games. I don't, you know, though, I take it back. It's pretty, I think it's a pretty tense game because you have mm-hmm. to be on your game to be playing. So it's more like the Tron light, light cycles. You know, you hit a jet wall, you die. In this game, you hit anything, you're dead. It's like a trance-like kind of game. Okay. Get with yeah. the flow. You have to get with the flow, and if you're not in the flow, it's over. <laughs> so more like Res then? Yeah. Never played Res. Kind of like Res, I guess, would be the pretty good okay. comparison. But you know what? You should play Res, but... Actually, it's not very easy to play Res anymore, is it? No, they have a PS3 version of it. Oh, there is? I oh, there is. Did. Yeah, there's a Res HD version out there. I remember buying it for the 360 for some reason. There is a 360 version as well. Okay, good. So that's, so that's what I was playing. Race the Sun. Uh, Justin, what have you been playing? Well. Dragon Ball Xenoverse, obviously. Well, I mean, I haven't played it because it makes me rage quit now because there's this one in particular that's just... It's awful. I mean, it's, it's it is awful. It's like how are you gonna make me fight Goku, Gohan, and Goten, and they all simultaneously throw Kamehameha waves at me? I, I don't understand what you want me to do. What do you, what do you want me to do? Try hard. What do you, what do you want me to do? Uh, all right, Justin. For for me, who has never touched anything with the word Dragon Ball Z on it, what what is this game? Is it is it a fighting game? It's an, an MMO. Game? It, oh. it is a it is a Ooh. fighting game in the loosest sense I could probably put it as a fighting game. It's it's it's, it's a weird one. It's, it's really. Anime fighting game. So, is the do best you like travel play. around beating people up in a, like a big persistent world, or are you just mm, on like, like fighting stages? It's like these fighting stages are are the size of they're very very large, so it's more like arenas than it is like a fighting stage. Huh. It's, okay, it it, it kind of reminds you of um, Fantasy Star Online is actually the best comparison off the top of my head. So it's more. Instance. I was going to say Virtual On, but that's a good one too. Yeah, I'm just saying like there's kind of like this hub and you can interact with other people and group up and then you can decide to go on a mission and then the fighting turns into more like Dragon Ball Z-esque flying around. But Virtual On is a good comparison for the fighting for sure. Which uh, what platform? All the platforms. Um, it's, yeah, it's for the last gen and this gen. And PC. So. Cool. And, oh yeah, and NPC, which I'm surprised I haven't seen more mods out there um, because, because um, yeah. the PC is <laughs> kind of broken. <laughs> as it usually oh, is. I see. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the, um, the flat, that, that game does things that aggravate me. Um, oh, you're still lot, playing it. it. It's okay. Yeah, They'll start that's, releasing that's, that's mods, but people have to pay for them so that way they can get the money to fix for the. Oh, fix that worked game. out super well. We saw that already. <laughs> False. That did not work out well at all. Yeah, no horse armor. I want more horse armor. <laughs> I have a confession to make. I bought that horse armor when it came out. <laughs> you started you a trend. I am part of the problem. Yes. No, wow. no. You, just... you rode the wave. You rode the wave. <laughs> um, but I have not been actually playing playing that. I was playing. Um, I played like five seconds of Pierre Solars or Solars. 
Solar. Gear Solar Architects? Yes, I was playing that, and I, by the time I, was, I started playing it, I was um, I was falling asleep because before that, I had played um, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Ground Zeroes for the Ground Zeroes. Because, Is it because any I good? Because um, I had played. I mean, I bought it, you know, day one for the PS3, but I it was eight bucks on that Golden Week sale, which was an amazing sale. Nice. And um, so I went ahead week. and grabbed the PS4 version of because it's like eight bucks, and I'm a fanboy, so. We went and decided to get that. Um, it looks it's pretty. Uh, the only thing that was kind of weird is that they changed the controls a whole bunch on the. Yeah, it, if you're used to the original Metal Gear Solid control scheme, it throws you for a loop. It really does. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'm about to get jumped by like 14 different guys. Now in the other games, there wouldn't be a problem because I'm dope at Metal Gear now. You dope? But, yeah, but uh, this time around, I was like, here I go, and then I would like aim or do something weird or. I call Miller on my on my communicator. I was like, "Well, that is not what I meant to do." And I've been spotted. I'm getting shot at, and I am not dead. <laughs> Plays more like that. Splinter Cell. Actually, it does not feel like a Metal Gear game. That's that. That's probably the biggest criticism I had of it. It just it had the veneer of it, but underneath it, it just didn't feel like a traditional Metal Gear game. It probably won't. It, oh, be. definitely, it definitely <laughs> is not. But um, what does it, it feel like then? Splinter it felt Cell. more like an evolution of it, I thought. <laughs> Splinter Cell with a cover system that's kind of vague. <laughs> it reminded me, yeah I, yeah, I could go with that. I could go with that. Although Splinter Cell always has this kind of, I don't know how to describe it. best word I can think of to it is it has a sense of gravity to Sam Fisher's movements. He feels heavy when he moves, like he doesn't feel agile. Whereas Snake has always felt agile. To me, <laughs> just like I, I don't know whether it's his animations or whether it's it, it's the the I I don't I don't know the developing world well enough. I used to work in there, but I was never in the coding part of it. I don't know the correct terms, but just the feel of the character, the motions, they feel like two completely different games. Yeah, it's, I would agree with that. It's Especially because when you start sprinting in, in Ground Zeroes, because when you sprint, you leave all things behind. Tanks, yeah, you do. Trucks, it it doesn't matter. <laughs> Bullets, you just like I'm just like up. Oh, it's time to go, and I go very, to my cave in the in the very very edge of the map, and I just right. hang up there for a little while because I am gone. I'm like mm-hmm. Sonic versus like whatever. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because the actual game itself is a lot slower than other Metal Gear Solid games have been. I'll give you that, and a lot of it is due to the way that guard AI responds to stuff and uh, oh, their line of sight and all that sort of thing. Like, there's like three levels of cover, right? There's kind of the mm-hmm. the crawling around, and then there's the kind of the half crouch stance, and then the standing right. up. And mm-hmm. you can tell that the AI responds to these in different ways, and it's really weird because you basically have to observe and tag and wait. Whereas back in the past, you might have had the uh, the radar, which basically in MGS1, you don't even need to look at the screen. You can just look at the radar so the whole time. You can just follow the Soliton radar yeah. that Mei Ling tells you about. And it's very arcade stealth That's kind right. of thing. I loved it. I used to be able to draw the map just off the top of my head when not yeah. playing the game because I stared at it so much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the weird thing about Ground Zero is that like um, – because I played Peace Walker until my fingers were bleeding – and I passed out. It was amazing. But, like, I played Peace Walker so much. I played that game to death because I was just grinding and having a blast with it and everything and um, and building my mother base and all that and all that foolishness. My and like, base. Yeah, and I, I love that game. So I got really, really good at Metal Gear very, very quickly. So when I go to Ground Zeroes, I'm terrible at it. Like, because there's this other dynamic where you have to be super, super careful because – Anything can get you at any point in time from any side, and you really can't tell where it's at. And well, you gotta and, uh, observe first, then yeah, in. you really have yeah. to like be super, super careful, and you have to pull out your knocks, your binoculars, your knocks, <laughs> and like really scan the area. So there is a certain amount of um, there's a greater deal of patience that you have to spend because I mean I can speed run probably Metal Gear Solid One right now if I wanted to, and actually even Metal Gear Solid Two for that matter, I can just go through there no problem, but. That game in particular is um, uh, it feels a lot more like Snake Eater, where the the field is a lot more open, so they have to be a lot more careful. So it's kind of like Snake Eater, but on 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 roids. It is kind I of a sequel to it if you think about it. Pseudo so, sequel. So, question, <laughs> Justin: Have you played The Last of Us? 
I have not. I'm guilty. Okay. I've been playing that. The stealth in it's really, really slow. Yes. Like it's driving me up the wall. And so something I was doing with it is I was following the NPCs that were in front of me. And they lead me to di- death every single time. They're really and good. Been, <laughs> and I've been told that you like you don't follow them. But anyways, I was just wondering how the stealth compared. But I guess you haven't played it. So uh, Josh, Josh loves The Last of Us and the stealth system. So I don't. I just want a machine gun. And I just want to mow things down. <laughs> that's Die, not stealth. Know? No, I know. That's not stealth. It's stealth with a bullet. But you could do that in Middle Gears. You can do that in Ground Zeroes, I think. Can you? Yeah. you get a, There's a rocket launcher somewhere on the base. And you can run super yeah, you can fast. Totally have a complete total shootout because I've I've I have um, yeah. gotten spotted. Oh, I, usually, that's what I do. I, I kung fu everyone to death. Is what I usually do because ever since in Peace Walker when they added that um or Snake Eater when they added the CQC the cor- the close, close quarters combat. combat CQC yeah opponents. close quarters combat they say it like um, a million times oh CQC this <laughs> yeah so so ever since they put that in there I'm just kind of like I'm never using my gun again like bam 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 and it's over. <laughs> so I do that to the entire squad if I can do that because I think it's so much fun just to take out like everybody. It's very satisfying to me just to see you know like thirty soldiers come after you you know and then you just wind up in a in a pile upon themselves after you're done with them you know it's very very satisfying to me so so I'm down I'm completely down with that. Nice, nice. <laughs> Jonathan, what are you been playing? I took a break from Destiny, so it's not your Destiny anymore. Well, House of- <laughs> oh, gosh. well, House of Wolves comes out next week, so I'm going to get back into it this week. Do you, you think there's dogs in it for sure or what? No. There's no dogs in it? There's Maybe wolves. the dogs of war, but well, I, I, don't, I don't think there's dogs. Is dog. that the final expansion? No. <laughs> How many? Well, if rumor is to be believed, and you believe the screenshot that was leaked out from an Activision presentation, there's a major content update called Comet. Oh. <laughs> That's the code name coming out later, and there's two expansions after that. Scuttlebutt tells me that Comet is going to be a next-gen only update, Yay. And, which will hopefully leave PS3 and Xbox 360 in the dust. Yay. <laughs> wow, that you're needs horrible. To happen. Yay. The game is held back so many ways. by ca- I understand why they did it, and I think it was the right decision to do it. But the game caters so much to the last gen and sacrifices a lot for it. I, I would love to see what Bungie can do with the full power of the one and the PS4. The power. The power. So, anyway, point so, because- so you're not playing Destiny. What are you playing? I actually have gone back to a game. Oh, no. It is the only game that I've ever broken a controller on. Final Fantasy X? <laughs> Final Fantasy X. There you go. You broke got the, the controller on it? The Lightning Challenge. No, it wasn't really? the Lightning Challenge. No? <laughs> it was the Chocobo writing. It was the Chocobo writing. There's Chocobos <laughs> in that game? Yeah, there are. There's, dude, there's Chocobos in every Final Fantasy from 2 on. Really? Yeah. Brian... You Brian. disgust me, sir. What? Even an eight? You don't even like the game. Yes. You think there's a you think it you think it's a pretentious bunch of hogwash. There's a there's a Chocobo <laughs> summon in Final Fantasy VIII, right? Isn't there? Yes, there is. Yeah. I just don't think I play him right. <laughs> you play him totally wrong. <laughs> and there's a summon the first Chocobo summon was in six, actually. Or was it, no no, I think so, it's right. in five too, isn't it? No, no, it's in four too, isn't it? Is it? You know what? You're no, right. Yeah, there, yeah. right. there, there is go. one in four. Yeah, one I, four. I take that back very well. Yes, there is Seven. one. Seven's my favorite you know, Final Fantasy. There's no no other game. There might be one in three, but you know what? I haven't played it enough to say. So Avalanche forever, but okay. Let me see. Chuck Bosa. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so I've been playing Final Fantasy X. They, I have the remastered editions on the three, the Vita, and today I got the four. <clears throat> so, And the game, you can cross-save between all three. So... Uh, that it works for me, so I play it on remote play on my Vita on my four when I can, and then Vita. <laughs> Wait, if Elijah Placeholder is listening to this, yeah, I don't think I, he's I, going to. Yeah, no, it's not Vita. It is a Vita. It's not a freaking vitamin. It's a Vita. It's a okay, vitamin. Sorry. It's sorry. a vitamin. Sorry. Throw it's, it's that. It's that stupid annoying Throat collar punch. you're wearing that's throwing it off. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> in the Chocobo racing. If there's this long story short, you have to acquire zero seconds on the race in order to get uh, Titus's uh, ultimate weapon or a celestial weapon. That's and I've up up until <laughs> when the when the game originally came out on the PlayStation Two, I had gotten every side quest, every weapon, 
everything you could possibly do in every Final Fantasy game, one through nine. No problem. I even went so far as to when. Do you remember the old Final Fantasy Nine guide? The oh, one the, the games put out the, the one that had it, go to play online, enter this keyword. It's the worst player's guide ever made. I still have it. But <laughs> you know what awful. I did? I went to play online and I printed out every single page. I have it in a binder sitting over here to my left. <laughs> Nerd! Wow. I didn't I even did have it. internet access when that guide came out. So. Well, I was in college <laughs> at the time and I was working in the library, so I may have used all the college's color printer <laughs> laser toner. <laughs> I cannot either confirm or deny this. But before Square took the site down, I actually archived the entire thing. I went through and spent a couple really? hours and I archived every single HTML page. So I have the whole I have the old play play online site sitting somewhere on my computer. Actually, yeah, it's on, it's in my documents folder. Um so yeah, if you ever want the uh, whole play online site archived, I I've got it. I can send it to you. So you have an actual guide that is useful in some sense. Si- side note, uh Brady or not Brady because they don't exist anymore. Prima Games is actually releasing a hardcover trilogy set of 7 8 9. Is the 9 guide actually going to be good? I actually wrote them because I was trying to get a hold of them to meet them for E3 and yes, they have all the play lo- play online information in this hardcover edition. Huh. You know, that actually might be worth a purchase. Uh, yeah, I already pre-ordered it. Because my eight guide is like collapsing on in on itself with the binding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the is gone. So anyway, I'm 10 was the first game I... <laughs> well, 10 was the first game I didn't finish or complete because I just couldn't do the, the, the freaking Chocobo racing game. You're supposed to finish them? No, you don't have to. to get <laughs> well, I finished mold. the story. I finished the story, but you know, there's that part of you that wants to complete everything... I can't do it. And what made it worse is on the PlayStation 3 version, you have trophies. Well, there's trophies on all of them. And one yeah. of them is fill in every sphere on the sphere grid for all characters. Nope. What do you nope. hate oh, yourself? All nope. characters. You're and doing that? Doesn't that? Mean, that doesn't mean just filling in the ones that have something in there like HP up or defense up. It means all the empty nodes, you have to fill those in as well. <laughs> Nope. Makes me want to cry. You have to unlock all the level one, two, three, and four sphere locks. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, I am doing it, but so, I don't expect to do it overnight. So I, wait, so. what weapon do you need to do chocobo racing for? It's Titus's Caldebog. Oh yeah, I did that. It's not it's, that bad. You need the sun. Cr- Shut up. You need the sun crest <laughs> and the sun. <laughs> I I know I I know I got it because. I remember doing more than you have 10, to get at damage. least fifteen balloons, which subtract three seconds from your time. And if you get hit by any of those damn birds, you add three <laughs> seconds on. <laughs> What's the problem? I beat that within. I don't know. Shut up, much. Paul. You've never even played it. I'm willing to bet. <laughs> I always get about ten hours, I think, into a Final Fantasy game, and I just quit. Seven's the only one I've played to the end. You've never finished ten. Ten is at least worth finishing. Ten's worth finishing. Yeah, shoot me. What? And so is nine. PS4 update just came out, Brian, so you have no excuse now. PayPal me 60 bucks, and we'll talk later. Oh, it's $60? Hey, it's, no, it's not. It's Hang on. Hang on. You, you, you talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to look it up. It's not that much. Well, I got it for 20 <laughs> bucks on the PS3. PS3. It's 20 bucks. Yeah. And the Vita is 20 bucks. Vita. I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the face through this. Vita. That's, how, through this that's actually how I hear it now in my head. It's just Vita. Wow, Type 0 is super cheap now. 60 yeah, bucks. good. Wow, is it that bad? It need well, no, it's not. Ba- well, it's not bad, but it's very. They didn't fix the camera. Oh, well, I have the Japanese version, so uh, it's good know. so far. <clears throat> I'll like yeah. play like maybe five minutes of it, but I can tell it's going to be dope. So usually, usually I can tell by even by a trailer if something's going to be good or not. Just like with movies, with games, I can just kind of tell. You um, just tell. But yeah, I, I had that force like because I'm about that life, but um. <laughs> I can tell that that game is going to be dope, but um, yeah, uh, there's a little bit too much information thrown at you at the beginning that just overwhelms you. It's kind of like, I just want to quit. Yeah, I can understand that. This is exactly where I'm at right now. I'm just like, oh my God, I talked to this person, talked to this person, and they're telling me all this information. I'm just like, no, I'm I'm shutting down. I'm shutting down, and I haven't played it since then. All right. Oh, wow. They're charging people $50 to play the remaster on PS4. It's two games. It's two games, remember. I know, but it's yeah. like thirteen ninety nine on PS3. Hey, and you know what? Ten two is still one of my favorite Final Fantasies. With the butt slapping thing? <laughs> Get out. I don't I I try not to look at the Spice Girls and LeBlanc? attitude of it. What's his name? I can't remember. It's a she. 
the LeBlanc syndicate. Dude, the characters are horrible. <laughs> Just tell awesome. me what you want, it's, what you really, really want. I, oh yeah, my god! Tell gosh. me what you want, what you really, really want. It's, I wanna, I wanna. Okay. The battle system is my favorite. Out of all the Final Fantasies, it is my favorite battle system. It is a fun battle system. I, it I is love. that. It is that. It is that. Absolutely. And it's enough yes. to let me look over the crazy, the craziness of it. <laughs> but you know what? The first game, the first game, ten. It. You know, I could argue as a, as a Christian, I could argue it's a Christian game because you know what? You have to defeat sin in the game. Yeah, what, but it's, what's a Christian game though? So I posit that Final Fantasy X is a Christian game, and all Christians should play it because you have to defeat sin. Just wait, like I, I posit all Christians should play Doom because you're killing demons. Wait, Brian didn't finish <laughs> it, so if you say anything more, you're going to spoil it. <laughs> but is Brian ever going to play it? I don't know. Well, obviously, sin is this major, massive, huge protagonist introduced in the first five minutes yeah. of the game, and it's like. We all know it's, it's Titus's dad's my guess, and it's something lame like that because he has issues. It's like See? a deformed flying there elephant. Wow! I thought it looked cute, <laughs> and it goes it had all those little beady eyes. And it's it has like, eyes. Hey, it's got all those little beady, little squiggly eyes on the front of it. I yeah. just thought it was like a giant space whale. I don't know. Final Fantasy loves space whales. I would play a game yep. of space whales. Yeah, there is one. Final Fantasy IV. You can go on the big whale. Yeah, the, and the it big, flies. The big whale. I remember it, that. It flies to the moon. moon. I was like, I'm in space. I'm on the moon, son. Oh, my God. <laughs> space. That's so, the best space, Zach, Zach, what have you been playing? What do you think? Yeah, what have what, you been playing, Zach? Are you, you serious? Think? You're still doing that? Yeah, I'm still doing it. Why would you still be doing that? Because I'm doing it. That's not good for you. Well, you know, I just keep playing Hearthstone, so... Well, go. why don't we tell the, our audience, Zach, yeah. how much money you have sunk into this game so I far? I don't know anymore. You were at 300 last time we talked. I'm definitely yeah. not at 300 now. Oh, you think gosh. you've doubled? Yeah. Nah, not, not doubled. Much. Not doubled? Yeah, nah, probably about 50% more, I'd guess. You could have had a PlayStation 4 by now or, or some sort of next-gen system. I know, what, but, uh, you know, Hearthstone, you happiness? Hearthstone is fitting into my current schedule of not having enough time to do stuff. <laughs> So yet you have enough time is. to spend five hundred upwards of dollars on it. Well, that's just spending money. That's like the Hearthstone's like fifteen twenty minutes. Because I done. just have five hundred dollars of spending money just lying around my house. Well, I spent it over a period of three months. So if that makes right. you feel any better, <laughs> I can't speak because I probably spent nearly that much in gift card money. Thank you for my birthday and Christmas ah, only. There you go. I only did that. Well, most of this has been gift out. money too. So <laughs> yeah. I actually so haven't I, I spent. Speak. I haven't actually spent much of my real money. I just spent gift money that I've had over Christmas so, and whatever. So here's uh, what I want to know: is is when are we all going to start a Clash of Clans clan? You know, that would never. be awesome. Uh, never, because never. that's a money sink for no reason. <laughs> I played that game when it first started getting big, and after a while, I, I I finally realized: okay, I either have to a keep this game on all the time so no all one can raid my village, yeah, or I have to pay real money, yeah, no. Go Gone. Yeah. Goodbye. Deleted it. Said bye bye. <laughs> Gone. In the words of Strong Bed, deleted. Deleted. So, so what's our topic tonight? Our topic was. I tried to do a segue earlier. Yeah, it, it was, was a good it, segue. It too. just didn't. It didn't do it. Didn't hit it. Didn't no. hit the mark. No. Fail. No gymnastics stick. You know. It was like Arms firing up. an yes. arrow. It was like firing an arrow when an apple's balanced to somebody else's head, and then you hit their forehead instead. It's a good thing it was a suction cup arrow. It's wow, graphic. <laughs> anyway, so, the topic is <coughs> what makes a game Christian? With the air quotes, though you that can't could be see the them. dumbest question I've ever heard. But let's talk. Oh, okay. Well, we know your opinion already. Tell us why it's the dumbest question you could possibly ask in the whole world. <laughs> what makes a roll of toilet paper Christian? You know, I mean, it's it's the same thing. We're starting now to label if you things put and crosses, cross stitch patterns in the toilet paper. You sir have identified an untapped market. <laughs> Spiritual toilet paper. Wipe wipe your sins away. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good Catholic yes. toilet paper slogan. <laughs> Or Baptist. Oh, by <laughs> or Baptist, yes. I'm trademarking it. Go away. <laughs> yeah, we have I thought evidence. of worse things, but... Um. When I went to the Holy Land experience, because it's, it's in Orlando <laughs> where I'm at. Now, I went there 
Okay. The I, I went there experience. before it was bought by TVN, and I've been there after it was bought by TVN. Did you see Jan at all? No. You didn't see Jan. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, 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 I know a couple of people who were part of the original founding team of, of the Holy Land, so I could, I could get in. And my, my real reason that I like to go there is the scriptorium. The, the scriptorium. The, the, scort- the, 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 the scriptorium is actually really, really cool. It's it's a it's a private collection of biblical manuscripts and antiques. They have martyrs' Bibles. They have some original cuneiform tablets, and it's contractually protected from TBN's n- nonsense. So it's actually a really really cool thing. Huh. Hmm. Um, the guy who uh, narrates the ESV version of the Bible, Mark e. Laughlin, he did the narration for it, and it's it's a really it's it's classy. It's well done, and it stands in stark contrast. It's like a diamond in a pile of horse crap. Hmm. The Holy Land experience come today. Why? What's what is the rest of the what is the crap? I, I mean, I'm just curious. It was, it was a small it was, world ride. I've been to Orlando okay. a lot, but you know, I've never been there. You should go. It's oh, it was okay before it was sold to TBN. I mean, it was cheeky. They had some pretty. They had this huge cantata thing they did every day a couple of times in the in Solomon's Temple that ended in this giant altar call and they had a petting zoo and there would be roman centurions walking the streets every once in a while and yeah it was kind of hokey the, the beside the scriptorium they had an actual uh scale replica of a tabernacle there and they walked you through the yom kippur or the the uh, the um passover and they had special effects and everything and they walked you through it which cool. was kind of and then they had a scale model of Jerusalem that it was so big you could actually get a tour guide to stand in the middle of it. And they would give you a tour and show you where, where Jesus went up the Via Della Rosa and where the Mount of Olives was. So that was cool. There were some oh, cool things cool. in there. It, um, and then TBN bought it. Mm. And they erected this gaudy, golden, gilted uh, coliseum-looking-like building. It's, where, it's actually where their primary uh, uh, shooting facility is now. It's, it looks They're horrible. They're not in California anymore. They they have they they still shoot in California, but they do a lot. Mm-hmm. Their their East Coast studio is here in the Holy Land. I didn't know that. And they have this sixty foot tall mural of Jesus with his hands outstretched and sunbeams coming out, and all the liberal Weak. evil Democrats are cowering before him. No, I'm just kidding. They don't have that. <laughs> they do have the Jesus Weak. mural though. Uh, <laughs> but when you go in there in the, like the cafe, which is my original point. Was you you look at the cheesecake and they have raspberry crosses? On them. <laughs> it's Christian cheesecake. It is Christian cheesecake. It's holy cheesecake. Ho- oh, it's holy, holy cheesecake. cheesecake. Holy cheesecake. Holy. Yes. Holy cheesecake, Robin. It's like holy cheesecake, Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's like Swiss. <laughs> it's made out of Swiss cheese. Oh, oh, there. Oh, oh. Yep, you're going to die. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but so you um, make a good point, Brian. You make a good point. What 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 makes something? Christian, it's not the crosses on top. What no, do you think, Justin? You're about to say something. Um, well, uh, I think it's about intention. So, uh, I think if the if the goal is to is get you in my car, okay. I, I no, I am in my car. I am about to drive. Okay, they're not uh, bulldozing your house. That's good. No, 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 they're not. They're not. We now take you uh, live to Justin, who is reporting on the scene for us on what is a Christian game. Justin? They're like Jesus. That's a you. Nah. Oh, no. But it's, <laughs> but, it's, but it's really about intent, intentionality. So, like, uh, if you're intentionally trying to, I think, um, do something in correspondence with what Jesus was, was teaching, uh, Meaning, um, uh, making disciples. So if it's a Christian something, then it's like you're you're intentionally trying to bring someone to Christ in some measure of way, because that is what the commission is required of us to do. Like a table, for example, is is um, uh, a neutral thing. But mm-hmm. if you were to use the table for like a seance, then it would be for the occult for that purpose, you know. But if you to use a table for um, maybe uh, the Lord's Supper or something like that, you know, then, you know, it's being used for a, a certain purpose more pertaining to what Christ would want us to be doing, which is uh, Lord's Supper and things like that. So I think this is about intentionality in terms of how you're doing it. I think it's important to be okay with being intentional about what it is that a person is creating uh, uh, for that set purpose of, you know, making disciples of Christ. So I think that's the key thing. I would say 
that, and I and I agree mostly with pretty much what Justin says. I think a simple way to break it down is I think anything that you could describe as Christian is something that's made with intention for the Christian audience. It's made by Christians for Christians. That's what I would describe it as if, if we had to make a label for it. I don't think a game that is made by a Christian that is not necessarily for a Christian audience, like, for example, uh, Scott Cowthon's uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. That always is, comes up. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he, he's hot right now. I mean, come That's on. scary. Hot. He's yeah. hot right now. <laughs> that, that Hansel, he's so hot right now. We should have him on the <laughs> podcast sometime. <laughs> <laughs> we should. You should get him on here. Yeah, but should. no, I mean, I mean, Scott's an obvious example just because he's so he's so big in the media right now. I mean, the dude's got a freaking movie deal with Warner Brothers. I mean, come on. Yeah, so crazy. It is crazy. And for Five Nights at Freddy's is not a game that I would say is a Christian themed game. No, that game taps into not. my nightmares of showbiz pizza. Yes, <laughs> on so many levels, it's not even funny. That freaking yep. gorilla that played the keyboard in those? Dude, that thing gave me nightmares as a kid. <laughs> it's because he's black. You're a racist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. You knew yeah, it was coming. I got that card right here in my hand. I'm ready to pull out of your time. This race card. But for you, Brian, would you say that's a fa- – if we had to put a definition to it, would you say that's a fair definition? I think that works. Uh, I don't know. See, Wait, I, Black, see, Black like, Brian wants to I, talk. Hang on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> now that we've offended all five of our listeners. Yes. <laughs> go, Justin, go. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I think the um, – uh, I think it worked both ways. So I think a Christian can make a non-Christian game. Uh, um, well, I, I think like it, the audience for if, – if a – if a Christian game is going to be Christian, I guess, you know, I think it, the audience doesn't necessarily have to be Christian people because that's kind of redundant. <laughs> it's like, so like your intention, for example, I mean, it can be that way, but at the same time, if you like, it depends on what the, the intention of it is. So if like you want your game for, or whatever it may be for someone to be saved in playing your game or whatever it may be, or watching your movie or whatever it is, you know, and it goes out into just anybody watching it and then come into a, a saving knowledge of who Christ is, <laughs> then, you know, I think it just had to be necessarily made for Christian audiences. It's kind of like preaching to the choir again. Um, and so I think it can, it can go to either a Christian audience or a non-Christian audience, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. So, like, if you're trying to do, like, church reform or whatever, you know, then, yeah, you want to show to, you know, a Christian audience because, uh, good God, we need some of that. Um, but um, reach it, um, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this movie's called Read Your Bible. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but um, is that but, an uh, Apple Watch app? It sits there and it taps your hand. It's like read it, read it. I, I prefer an electrical shock. Yeah, <laughs> you have not read your allotted scripture for the day. You heathen. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, so. I think it, it, it can. I think it te- I think Christianity has a lot of different intentions within it that she can. It, it covers a lot of things because you know God covers a lot of things. So Christianity, in terms of that theme going into it, can cover a lot of things. Um, so I think it's cool to to not have to put like a like a short list on it or whatever you know in terms of what it can and cannot be. I think that's got, that's that's very useful also. One thing I've noticed with Christian games and with this, this goes into all Christian media is that it has a propensity to stay family friendly. And yes. that annoys me to no end. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys follow um, the blog uh, Thimbler's Gark. Uh, it's, he's, um, he's basically a Christian filmmaker and he has, his, he has his own little blog. And he did this interesting uh, – he did this really interesting uh, self-imposed torture. I shouldn't say torture. <laughs> That's kind of experiment. Mean. Yeah, it was basically experiment. Yeah, don't poison bas- the well. He basically did forty days of nothing but Christian media. Nothing. No. And he's no alive. Sec- no secular soundtracks. No CNN. Nothing. Must have listened to a and lot of alive. Thousand Foot Grudge. <laughs> he's still alive, and he made an interest. And he had nine points, and I don't think we need to go through all of them. But the one I think that I liked the most 
uh, was was his sixth point, the need for Christian media for Christians. And I'll, I'll just read it briefly because it's pretty short. I have learned to respect, and this is him speaking, I have learned to respect the need for Christian-made media that is made specifically for Christians. It's quite nice that we can watch television, surf the internet, and listen to music, just like non-Christians do, and grow in the faith. But I do wish a couple of things would happen with this media. First, I wish that the ones making media for the Christian subculture would just acknowledge they are making media for Christians rather than pretending that their work is making any substantial positive impact on the wider culture. I'm talking about being honest and open about the demographics you honestly think you will reach. The majority of non-Christians in the world have a very low opinion of our music, our movies, and our books. We need to face that fact. Second, I wish the ones making media for the Christian subculture would challenge the Christian subculture more and not just hit all the right beats to make it suitably digestible. Doesn't Second Timothy say something about itching ears? Preach. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the so, cross movement, right? Yeah. Everyone well, it, should it, listen it, to them all and the time. It, yeah, his next point, which I won't read because it's, it's, it's a lengthy one, but it's the same thing. Family-friendly does not equal faith-based. Right, right. And that's where, you know, me developing mine, that's where I'm going to get. I'm not really concerned about because I'm trying to make something more intentionally, not more intentionally, but I'm trying to make something intentionally, you know, for that in terms of, you know, it being a Christian game. I mean, you can call it that or you can not call it that. It doesn't matter to me. But the intention of it is, you know, has a lot to do with that. But at the same time, too, like, um, my point was always this, is that you need Superman to stop dark side, not bank robbers. So... You need a if, – if you don't show at some level in a mature fashion, not in a gratuitous fashion, but in a some fashion that, hey, this world's really messed up and actually needs savior. If you don't make that express, expression clear, then it's kind of like, well, why do I need Jesus? It's not that bad. And Christian media does that all the time. They actually negate the fact that you need – that you even need a, a Christ, you know? Like, like they negate the fact that because they make everything so cookie cutter and so hitting the right points and so family friendly and everything, you never see the depth of of uh, of, of man's depravity and how and how far that can go. And to not express that is to negate the power of your savior. Also, when I originally worked uh, for Clear Channel uh, back in high school and college, I worked at a I worked at a conglomerate, one of those buildings that have like eight stations in one building, so you'd have. I'll hit 98.9 in the bottom floor. You'd have WOC Talk Radio 1420 up at the top. And, uh, and I would bounce between the stations. And one thing I remember is we had a couple of Christian stations in the area too. And one thing I always loved about listening to uh, Power 98.9 or uh, – or, wow, that dated me if anyone's listening to this and Googles <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> or any of the other stations in the building is they had a super high production value and the music was all over the place. And it also taught me that Ted Nugent is pronounced Ted Nugent, not Ted Nugent. And <laughs> <laughs> but when you but, but but with the Christian station, I mean, this was this was we only had one. It was a Moody station, so Keith Green was pushing it as far as contemporary music. So I mean, everything was Bill Gaither, Evie, Steve Green. And uh, just about every other music you could think of that would put you to sleep. And, <laughs> but it was sleepy time radio. Oh, it was horrible. And the the thing that I remember most, even listening to what we have here in Orlando, is we have Z eighty eight point three, and there's billboards everywhere across Orlando, everywhere that say "Safe for the little ears." And oh like, my gosh! Yeah, I have that too. Um, safe for the whole family. Yeah, exactly. Um, Life 99, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm like, what, at what point in time when, go back to our first, um, our first TV show, read your Bible! What part in the Christian experience was ever safe? No, it's not. Like, it's super like, safe. Like, what part is, is safe about this thing? You're, you're, if I, you're not, cause Jesus was saying that, you know, if you're not being like stabbed and beat up, you're not doing it right. Like, like, what part of that is safe? <laughs> Jesus loves the little children. Well, I mean, you listen to any Christian media. You, you listen to anything. I mean, you listen, I mean, this, this is almost true for conservative radio too. But you listen to your, your conservative radio talk show hosts that are also admittedly Christian. They say they are. Hmm. And, and you listen to Pat Robertson, who's also senile and crazy. And, and you listen to <laughs> – Yeah, you got to beat that 12-year-old. OK, side note, side <laughs> note. This guy, Pat Robertson, uh, this is about a year ago. A little kid wrote into his program – and I'll find the YouTube clip if I can and I'll, you can put it in the show notes. little kid writes into, into Pat Robertson's 700 Club and asks, 
my daddy doesn't pay attention to my mommy anymore because he's always playing video games. Why, why is that? You know what Pat Robertson said to this kid on air? He said it's what? because his mom doesn't make him herself pretty enough. <laughs> well, that could be if, true. If you don't, if you don't do a dang and then like beatbox over top of it, it loses its effect. So just be aware of that. It's all the wife's fault, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh also, gosh. killing things in a video game is a sin. That's another thing he said at some point. I think. Yeah, he's just whatever. Anyway, the, the point is, is he, I mean, you, you take five minutes and you listen to any Christian news. Or or any station or even TBN for that matter. That that's a that's a good that's a good drinking game. Is watch TBN. <laughs> the TBN drinking game supported the by TBN Theology Gaming. Game. <laughs> it's coming out uh, later this year. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out later this year. Yeah, we're gonna sponsor it. Trademarked. Okay, so I mean, there. I mean, you listen to it. You were afraid of homosexuality. We're afraid of of the Muslim radicals. Bad parenting. You're and and I'm actually reading from Thimble's blog. This is something he noticed too. Hollywood, video games, illegal immigrants, the dark side, all the, of the internet, all these filmmakers. <laughs> yes. Well, he didn't say that. But well, yes. I mean, if you look at all the, the pictures of heaven, you don't see any black people. I'm saorry, you, know, you only see <laughs> if you only see white there. people. I'm kind of like, wow. Oh gosh, Justin, you just made me remember when I was in when I was a sophomore in high school, I went to Rock of Our Salvation Free Church in what used to be Caprina Green in the projects in Chicago. Uh, Raleigh Washington was there. And we, we were we were this little middle class white church youth group that was coming up to help set up for one of their tent revivals in downtown Chicago. And we would walk up and down the streets and hand out flyers, say, come here, and people would whip out their Johnsons and pee on it right in front of us. It was amazing. Totally traumatized me as a kid. But I remember but I remember I remember <laughs> I don't know, just the imagery that they gave off you rem- was just you like remember. That's what? not usually a thing that happens in public. You remember. You remember. Oh, dude, just you. That was it sh- that was a different era of Chicago time. It was it <laughs> traumatized me so. for life. Um, but anyway, the, the point of it is, is when we were we were there with working with the, with the volunteers and members of the church, and it was a predominantly black church. And I remember we were working with some of the little kids, watching them for a little while, and all the kids are drawing, and there's this nice little girl. She's drawing a black Jesus and all the black disciples. And that was the first time it really struck me. And I'm like 11 or 12, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I've never wow. seen this before. Oh, I just blew my mind because here I am, a teenager from sophomore, and here's this 10 or 11-year-old girl just, just, just drawing black Jesus and black disciples and black everyone. I'm like, dang, there is a <laughs> culture beside my own. This Are you talking about the historical place. inaccuracies now or what? Just <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> uh, probably both, yeah, because yeah. Jesus was, what, Jewish in the Mediterranean? He didn't have, he didn't have tan Jewish skin, Jewish in the Middle please. East does not equate to like either black or white, but it certainly is not – alabaster no. white the way we've been seeing it <laughs> oh the renaissance jesus that everyone has yeah, yeah renaissance Perfect jesus skin. come on renaissance yeah, jesus this is, is why, cool yeah this is why he said don't draw the pictures of me don't do this this is why <laughs> i thought that was muhammad no um um that, that, that huh? was um what no my, well no there was a Isn't um it Islam, you're not supposed to draw pictures of muhammad that's why people shot up that competition in texas justin are you justin are you visiting your local mosque a little too often no 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 <laughs> there's 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 a, there's a passage i forgot exactly where it is but basically it's saying that you know basically what happens is that when you make the pictures of jesus or god or whatever you know because there's nothing to compare god to then when you're thinking about god or whatever you know you're you're, yep. God okay. silenced him because it wasn't <laughs> biblical. I knew it. Uh, well, it depends well, on you. You can make the argument from the great from the graven image commandment. Yeah, I but guess. what about like yeah. Greek and Russian orthodoxy? Yeah. <laughs> they have icons. Oh gosh, don't even get me started on an that. icon of what? Well, they have Why like do you wear your cross of gold. Asked. They make like little statues or big statues of the saints. Mm-hmm. You know, and the prototypes. Yeah, yeah, and you. I guess you pray to the icon, but it's really just representative mm-hmm. of praying to that. No, scene. you don't pray to the icon. You venerate. The yeah, icon. that's the difference. Is Michael W. Smith an icon? That's all I need to know. No, all I know is, is he told me to go west, young man. <laughs> but, uh, but but I think the God considers under that's under under I think idol worship because it's kind of like okay if you don't know what he looks like and everything, then why are you praying to some white dude? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like. And he becomes a symbol of of a religion versus a relationship. You know, you know what I mean. It 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 becomes that kind of thing. 
Um, and I think that's why he was the wisdom what God was saying not to not to really do that. <laughs> so, don't don't so, offend our Eastern Orthodox listeners, please. <laughs> I have an I'm, Eastern I'm Orthodox sorry. friend that listens to this, so I know he's going to be offended. He's going to be hurt. <laughs> Thanks, <It's> Justin. A- <laughs> Goodness, I'm, Justin, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I ripped my Bible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> man. It's all right. He and I go back and forth on Facebook all the time. Smack and we, we have, we have I've known him since the fourth grade, and okay. we've, we've gone back and forth, and we banter about this all the time. <laughs> Venerating. There we go. Oh, it, it, we we banterate. <laughs> We banter it's not like a, it's not like a, 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 you know, die to it, kill people thing over it, yeah. you know. Well, like it a, happened back in the day. A, they did used to do that, so. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you've gone pretty far afield, but, I mean, let's take a look at just some of the history of, of Christian video games, just some of the more notable ones. Uh, I, think, no. I, think, I think the one most people can think of right off the top of their head was the original Bible Adventures game. Yeah. I played it. It was a good game. My parents bought it for what? me. What? It was a great game. What? What? Yeah. No. 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 Oh, wow. Brian, well, you can decide for yourself. Go to wisdomtree.com. They have the full game for you to play online in their browser. Why would I do that? Because it was a good game, apparently, Brian. Back in the day, it may have been, but now it isn't. (laughs) I prefer Left Behind Eternal Forces, personally. Oh, where you can. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I got into trouble writing an article about that because I I said. I never played it. Because <laughs> uh, basically, you have to, you can kill those yeah. who are active. Convert. It wasn't convert or die. In fairness, it wasn't. But people that would have been against, cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever play? There is one game that, if anyone wants to really take a trip down trippy Christian game history, trippy. is Catechumen. <laughs> it was. It was built off. I if I remember that. correctly, it was built off either the Doom or the Quake engine. The Doom Quake. engine. Quake. Yeah. Was it the Doom Quake? engine? Okay. Exit. Hexen, yeah, and really? it was basically yeah, and you basically you you play as a catechumen, a, a pro, you know, a pre-disciple type person. A lot, all the people in Rome who were disciples have been kidnapped. They've been imprisoned way beneath the Roman whatever I don't know someplace, and you have to go in with the sword of truth provided to you by the archangel, and you have to go through, but you're not allowed to stab or kill any humans. You have the power of God at your hand, and you shine the light on them, and then the hallelujah chorus plays and they go down on their knee and they confess and they repent. So it's kind of like Peggle but not. Yeah. And then when you get underground about 10 floors then you start stabbing demons with your sword letter opener knife thing. It was awesome. <laughs> well that's just fascinating. See that it is, is an intentional Christian game right there. Uh, didn't you? <laughs> looks like it was made in an engine using called Genesis 3D and yes it doesn't have any Christian relation just I don't know Wikipedia has led me down a rabbit hole right about now. <laughs> Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yeah, you're right. Genesis 3D. Yeah, I thought it was Quake Engine myself, but I thought it was I am too. wrong. I thought it was I am too. Wrong. That, that was another game. I actually know the uh, the, the developer um, who, who made that. Uh, he was on, like, on the news and everything. Um, but Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, like, um, when I was about to start my Kickstarter like years ago, um, he hit me up and it's like, I want to give you 20 bucks you know, for that. And so I was like, great. They kickstarted their launch, so I had to make sure that I'm actually going to fall through for his investment. That, seriously, that is like actually an actual determining factor for me to continue on with this thing that I've been doing for a long time now. Is to make sure that he gets his his investment, his return on investment. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I honor my word as much as possible because I, you know, you, you kind of you, you look up to the pioneers, whether or not it it it, it hit or missed or whatever it is. You kind of still look up to them in a, in, a, in a way, you know. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this then, I, and this might be the last question. Do you what What is a game that you've played that is as we've as we've come to determine define Christian games as a game that is made by Christians for Christians? What's a game that you've played that is not a Christian game that has had the most profound experience upon you in your in your spiritual life? Hmm. Uh, oh man, there's Bay- one that's escaping me right now. All right. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know this until really? recently, but apparently when they summon things, they actually are using a language, a dead a dead um, language from an occultist to actually summon things in that game. I did not know that. So, I, no, that's definitely not Not that. a real one. It's a fabricated language, but go on. No, no. I, I thought it was actually a real one from a wow. – I think it's like a real fabricated one. I have, the, uh, I have the player's guide and I have the actual script and such. 
of wow. like the actual like angel language and the demon language in there. They're totally made up, but they're they're cool. But <laughs> oh, okay, you know, oh, I count it as a source of pride that I could speak Klingon. But that, that just <laughs> listening to you say that made me realize just how sad of a nerd I was. <laughs> oh. um, let's oh. see. I, no, actually, Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy is blowing my mind. Yes, because the the notion of legacy and how forgotten that is in terms of um, just leaving something for your family or leaving something outside of yourself and leaving something for another generation, whether it be you know for your teaching or for financial with your family or whatever it is, and seeing like the benefit of that um, in like a little quirky little game like that actually kind of you know really resonates with me a lot. So, like, because I'm playing the game, I'm kind of like, you know, okay, I have, like, one HP left. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get as much money as I possibly can so that the next guy that I have will be able to buy enough equipment to make a difference. So, I'm, I'm thinking about that, you know? And then it's kind of like they can, they can easily transfer over to, uh, to life about right. what you leave behind. And let's say that you don't have this, that, or the third, or whatever it may be, there's still the matter of, you know, what are you going to leave behind? And that should be in the back of your mind. It's, it's not just you. It's it's your whole family. It's your whole, um, it's your people around you. It's it's the legacy that you're going to be leaving. Um, uh, I mean, even to the point where, like, say that you're married and you have a fantastic international ministry. Um, but at the same time, your wife is like, he was the most miserable, mean-spirited person that I've ever met in my entire life after you die. Mm-hmm. I mean, what legacy did you really leave behind, though? You, you know what I mean? When your own wife right. is kind of like, nah, he was not who he said he was. He was that way with you guys, but not with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, those things are really important. So that that has been sticking with me a lot more lately anyway. So, Brian, what about you? I don't view games like this at all. In in, uh, in any way, no, no story or mechanic or anything has ever nothing. reached through the screen and touched your heart. No, I could I could BS <laughs> something right now at this point. Um, well, don't BS something. No, there's there's really nothing <laughs> I can think of. I mean, the most spiritual game I've probably played in the past few years has got to be Destiny. Destiny has a no dead serious. Destiny has a lot of weird. Uh, spiritual kind of not biblical illusions, but it's this ultimate fight against you know light and darkness. It's a very religious game. I'll give you it, that. It's a definitely a religious game, and it's probably the most religious thing that I've played. Um, but otherwise, no, I, I don't. I, I don't draw close, closer to God by playing video games. I'm just playing. And well, that's I didn't it. say closer to God, Brian. I said something that that would that that made you consider that think about your faith or impacted you in some way. Yeah, and in no way do games do that for me. Okay, interesting. I read books for that. I, I have okay. conversations with people for that. When I play a game, like, like this. it's it is <laughs> well, pure mechanics. talking it, you know, to it's, you, so it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's it's all about mechanics, oh. though. For me, I like the mechanics of a game, and so okay. for me, it's all about skill and muscle memory and building that. It's just fun. I play games for fun, and if God's you know God of fun, then cool. <laughs> Zachary, I know you have absolutely no investment in game narratives whatsoever, so I'm curious what this question does for you. Uh, I think the first game where I kind of encountered any kind of spiritual element in a game that actually made me think about it, just a little bit, just a little bit, was probably Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So when, yeah, that, is that. when that game a came miserable out... miserable pile of secrets. Yeah, I know. I was like... Yeah, that that line old. right there, I think, is like pretty accurate. I really... <laughs> I love that line. Like, you know what? He kind of right about that. Like, it's like you yeah, you right about that, man. That's what's up. Yeah, you sound like you're in a tan, but still. I think I was like ten or eleven years old when I played it. I think mm-hmm. it was the first game that like made my mom go, "Whoa, what are you playing right now?" <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a vampire and you're meeting up with death. Okay, these things are not okay. And I'm like, mom, it's just a video game. But, uh, more hot buckets. But you know, more it's, hot buckets, mom. I think it was, the, <laughs> but it was like the first game where they were like quoting scripture and saying things about like spiutual realms. And it was very strange experience. Yeah, he Make quotes love, Ma- Dracula 
uh, quotes Matthew at the very end of the game. Yeah, I know. In, oh. it does. Uh, it's a very strange game in that sense, which is, uh, I think, it, I don't know if that's why it's one of my favorite games of all time, but it definitely left an impression on me, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. 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 He quotes, uh, what profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Yeah. Yeah. And like Dracula of all people, right? Well, the right, game turned right. into his, the mourn of his loss of his love and all that blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a line, you, you were doomed as soon as you lost the ability to love. And I was like, Bleh! <laughs> I just, Yeah, I'm sure it, it's better now. I haven't played that. <laughs> I don't what, know Symphony what the, of the Night? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played a Castlevania play game. Why? You need to play that game. I don't, to play I don't have anything that'll play it, though. Brian, why? What, what game systems do you have? <laughs> uh, I've got... I've got my 3DS, my Wii, and a okay. PS4. Get a PlayStation TV. It costs you 100 bucks. That, that was 69 now. Pretty They're good. down to 69 now. And just do oh, that. Oh, okay, great. Really? Yeah, just, just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can play because that, that's one of the ones that I know for a fact that does work on that thing. Because sometimes some of the yeah, PSP games and other stuff won't work on it. But I know that one, that one definitely does. Yeah, so. you can buy the Dracula X Chronicles on the uh, PlayStation Store, right? And then mm-hmm. that has Rondo of Blood. Plus the that has version and it plus, has a re. Yeah. It's not. It's not really remastered. They went back in and redid the script, and they re-recorded all the audio yeah, with they, the original voice actors. They didn't on the PSP yeah. version. Yeah, on the yeah, Dracula X Chronicles so, version. Yeah. So you guys don't recommend oh. any of the DS versions of the games? They're all oh, made oh, post um, Symphony of the Night, but the, the original one that struck yeah. that magic. That, that, the one that spawned the the term Metroidvania yeah. was Symphony of the Night, and the one that, that's it. Co, you know, Ega's gonna recreate with the new Kickstarter and whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that's that started the whole thing. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go, guys. Uh, All right, because I'm at work right now. All Peace, right. Justin. Um, All right, Justin. Doodles, it's, it's been fun. Yes, it's it has been, been fun. fun. Go work. <laughs> Be productive. Make money. Buy video games. <laughs> or Hearthstone so, cards. Yeah. Support your legacy. Support your legacy. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, so I want to so, go back on my earlier answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there are games that make me think about God. Okay, so Destiny's been one where it's just kind of been you just kind of think about the whole light and darkness thing. Mm-hmm. But the game that really got me thinking was more The Walking Dead, and it got me thinking the about the one? yeah, the Telltale one. And it was the absence of God within that world. I do not view that world as it's almost godless to me. Yeah, because just because of how bleak and how dark it is. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that at least it did trigger something because I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. God, God's not here. This place sucks. Mm-hmm. Wait, what game was this again? The Walking the, Dead. The Walking Dead season oh, one and two from yeah. Telltale. It's, I think that's why I haven't really played it yet. I just, probably, probably some of the best yeah. gaming I have ever done. I just have no interest. In just that from a story world. perspective, mm-hmm. it's incredible. But I had to quit due incredible. to the language in it. It was yeah, too much Yeah, same for here. Me. I couldn't get past episode two. It was worse than an HBO episode of Torchwood. You didn't fit two was the best one. I didn't finish episode two. Oh. Season one, episode two, I couldn't get past it. It was just too much done. for me. Yeah. It's, it's like why I had to quit playing uh, The Left Behind from The Last of Us. I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. So, so that was because of language. That was something else. Uh, that, then, then I've got left the, the most the, 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 the most religious experience. Religious? Religious. The most religious experience I think I've ever had with a game, if you want to quantify it, is that would probably be Journey. Huh. I, Don't and, stop. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Journey, I don't know what it was. And, and M. Josh and I had a very similar reaction to this game, even though I didn't know it at the time because I wasn't very versed in uh, religious iconography and, 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 and especially reincarnation and, and whatnot. But to me, the game was a visual representation of the, the fall of man and the redemption of and reuniting with the creator after death. That's what it meant to me when I played it through the first time. But I didn't know, I didn't catch the symbolism until about a week later. I, I was telling my, my pastor, like, dude, you've got to come over and play this game. And he watched me play because, I mean, you can beat it in an hour. And he played it and he's like, dude, this is all Buddhism and reincarnation and Eastern yep. mythology. And I'm like, yep. it, in, it insulted me from the beginning. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it is. Because totally, look, look at this, 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 and that. And I'm like, yep. dude, you just freaking ruined this game for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever ask your pastor about video games. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. And it's, it, it was Jason Savage who did, who did that, Brian. Let's pray for your soul now. <laughs> wow, gosh. Well, no, cause, I mean, the game was ambiguous enough that you could, you could 
you could interpret it that way. You could literally yeah. interpret it that way. Yeah. And I don't think there was anything wrong with my interpretation. But then once I was pointed out the folly of it, I'm like, yeah, quit shaking your head at me. Yeah. I, and- <laughs> it, it, you know what? Because the game insulted me the whole time because it was so heavily Buddhist. It, it How, what was the me. first thing that picked you up that, that you picked up on it? I'm curious. It's the, the art design's what does it. And if you sit there and watch the title screen long enough, you'll notice a star falling from the beginning. And I could tell that for some reason, because you journey to that stupid mountain, and I sat there, I'm like, okay. Stupid so, mountain. So all that's going to happen is I'm going to climb that mountain, and it's, the game's just going to reset, and we're going to go all the way back to the beginning again. And so I'm just like, this game is pointless. Because all it is is one gigantic circle. I'm going to die when I hit that mountain. I know I am. I'm going to become a star. And who wants to become a star? I don't want to become a star. You don't want to become a star. And it was just kind of, I don't know, it irritated me. I could tell just from the beginning of the game. You are a depressing individual. <laughs> all I could think you know about what? was... We're all going to die one day anyways. And yeah, what? what's the matter? Yeah, what's hey, we already problem? said that last podcast. I know, I wasn't here. I was kind of depressed over that. <laughs> We're all going to be dead someday. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know what? If journey ha- is boring. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. I can remember about it. Okay. You're I'm on an anti-journey be- podcast now, Jonathan. Yeah, You're that's all right. I don't care. Sorry, don't, Josh. Just, Sorry. Right. I, we always talk I, about journey negatively. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, no, you you don't get it from me. You don't. You it don't. is a beautiful game, and I will give it that. Uh, I bought it for full price. Maybe that's why I'm miffed. I don't I th- regret it. I think, the, and I won't beat this one drum. But the other religious game that I can think of off the top of my head is Silent Hill. Silent Hill too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you know that game is essentially purgatory. That's that's what it is. It's 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 purgatory. Is essentially what it is. It's yeah. the concept. And you of enjoyed your time there. I did. Yeah. Yep. That's just because I love being scared. No more Silent Hill for you, though. No more Silent Hill for you. Not going to happen. Hey, it could happen. <laughs> Not in the near future, that's for sure. Maybe it won't. Aw. Well, I'm Konami trying to be optimistic bad. here. <laughs> Konami Jonathan, is one bad. day you may get your game, but today's oh, not the day. Konami will farm it out to another developer, and they'll do whatever with it. Like a long, long fart, Konami's fall is happening very slowly. Well, they're not falling. They're making money. They're making lots of money, just not with video games. Yeah, which is why they're just not going to make any Yeah, if you look at their financial results, they're making tons of money in the Japanese casino market right now. Yeah, and fitness. Dojo, casino. Clubs. It's all in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it's it's. Well, I think they're they're not called. I, I want to say plinko, but that's probably not right. It's pachinko. Pachinko. It's pego. Pachinko. Yeah. It's it gets around the Japanese gambling laws, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so it's it's huge. It's yeah. massive in Japan. Yeah. Sega and does. that's where they make all their money. Video games are not that profitable for them that's anymore. What Sega does now. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I, you know, if they do another Silent Hill game, then it will be with another developer. <laughs> it's so sad. Silent Hill 15. The last one I enjoyed was uh, Shattered Memories. Yeah, so the memories were shattered. I don't even know when that came out. <laughs> Did you ever play that one on the Wii? I have never Those played any Silent Hill game ever. I know my limits. You you depress me. It's just like I don't play Siren. Yeah, it's depressive. And I don't play now. Just out of curiosity, is it because you don't like the content, or you think it's dumb? No, I just don't I play scared. survival horror at all. Just yeah, uh, same just, here. Won't is, play. It, why is it for you, Brian? You just, you, just it, you can't handle it. Well, maybe it except stresses res- me out. Maybe except Resident oh. Evil. I get all tense, and I just Resident, I can't handle it. Resident Evil isn't survival horror anymore. Yeah, not really. That's what I mean. So it's more like a, a resource management game with weird controls. Did you see how many copies Resident Evil Six sold? How, how many in the news today? How many? No, six point eight million over its lifetime so far. That's pretty Six. awesome. Wasn't that the crazy one that didn't do very well? Like yeah, it, it's awesome it was, and that dumb. Was the crap one with Leon with Leon Kennedy. Oh, it's great. Is it a good game? No. Yeah, yeah it's super great. Last one I played was four. Uh, it's not like four. <laughs> and I wanted to co-op five with somebody, but never got that chance. Why? Oh, dude, I still got it. Let's do it. Oh, I only have a PS4 though. You suck. I know. Yeah, I so, have RE5 on Steam. If anybody has it on that, why would I get it on Steam? Well, because, you know, you won't be able you know, to play it after a while. <laughs> you know, they they put they made motion. They put PlayStation Move controls in 5, so I kept that one. Huh. But they didn't put it in 4 when they released it on the PS3. It's very odd. Yeah, 5 is the one which is racist, right? And then The one in Africa, right? It was culturally tone deaf. <laughs> I would call it racist. <laughs> it, it was it culturally had, tone deaf. It had a message. 
whatever. (laughs) Coded messages! Zachary, wrap us up here. Okay. (laughs) Resident Evil 6 had coded messages, too. Explosions fix everything. (laughs) I would like to raid on Destiny at some point tonight, you know, so... Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, well, this has been the Theology (laughs) Gaming Podcast. Thanks to uh, Justin Fox, who isn't here. Uh, Yes, thank you, Justin. Jonathan Croissant and... Uh, Brian Hall. <laughs> I like croissants. Mm. I like cheese danishes. Oh, man, you can't even like croissants. They're just there's nothing to a croissant. It's flaky, fluffy bread. It's butter. It is true. It's butter true. bread, and it's delicious. <sighs> Give me some escargot, and I'm yeah, happy. I wouldn't mind that. It's some butter and garlic. <laughs> so, so if you've somehow managed to listen to this entire podcast, I give you at least. <laughs> A few points, but if you'd go on to iTunes and give us a good rating, that would be awesome because we need more ratings, more people. We prove. Yes, we do need more people. Yeah, we, we also to go we and tell a, our friends. We have a wonderful Facebook group where magic things happen all the time. Yeah, indeed. Threatens we 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 solve all of our disputes with Nerf axes. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. I need one of those. And sometimes <laughs> we have internet drama, which is great. No, we don't. Oh. We have no drama. Depends. We have a great community manager named Bra- Battle Brian dot hall of doom and battle that. Brian <laughs> battle Brian. <laughs> yep, best podcast ever. Best <laughs> podcast, and we ever. Could, you can find Brian on johnnybgamer.com also, where he blogs. I blog. You can find uh, me, Jonathan Clausen, at uh, on Twitter at alpha bovine, all one word. I also am a contributing mm. editor for gamechurch.com. And you can read my news stories there. And I'm also a staff writer for Inquisitor.com and their video games and tech section. And I write on Theology Gaming and host this podcast sometimes. Yeah, Sometimes. Sometimes. Yay. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to talk to us more, go on the Theology Gaming University Facebook group. Yes, where... please give us topics to talk about. Yeah. We would like to actually engage the community more than I think we have in the past. So it's you... coming. Yeah. So if you have a topic of discussion that you would like to hear us ramble on about. <laughs> incoherently. Our... Yeah. Incoherently, yes. Mm-hmm. Please ask. Or if you'd like to be on the podcast and you feel like you can actually talk to random strangers over the internet, then yes. Please Social join skills us. are a must. Yes. Social skills are a must. And if you're going to be on here and you talk about the PlayStation Vita, <laughs> you will pronounce it the PlayStation Vita. Or Vita. Vita. No. Vita. 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 <laughs> Make sure you tag Elijah in this podcast so he listens to it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> wow. Wow. You have a grudge. We good? Yeah, I we're think we're good. good. All right, well, this has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver. See you guys later. 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 Are we out? We're out.